You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come out and check out all the stuff we have to get you ready to dominate here, your fantasy football leagues in 2022. we got all the updated rankings you need there for all the remaining drafts we have leading up to the kickoff of the 2022 NFL regular season. That comes next Thursday night, believe it or not. So a week and a day away, we're going to have the Bills and Rams give us fantasy football points for real. What we're going to do now is uh, we've uh, looked at our mock draft. We looked at the rankings. We looked at some deep sleepers there in the AFC and NFC. Now we're going conference to conference again. We're going to examine here the latest players moving up and down. Maybe some players are staying the same here when we look at their value, not only in the overall rankings, and we use half-point PPR here as the way to split the difference between standard and full. So we look at the players that have stayed the same, players that are falling a little bit with their stock, and players that are rising quite a bit here as we get closer to the end of fantasy football drafts here in redraft league. So we will get into all the AFC teams today, so we'll start again in alphabetical order with the Baltimore Ravens, go all the way through the Tennessee Titans. We'll do that tomorrow in the NFC as well with the Cardinals and Commanders and all the teams in between. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. All right, let's dive right in. We'll take care of our first five teams from the AFC here. So the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews holding steady there. Lamar Jackson is QB4 on the board. Mark Andrews right there. Behind Travis Kelsey is tight end two. So no questions there. And still way buried in the rankings, uh, James Prochet and Devin Duvernay as they try to sort out the receivers deep in the depth chart. You look at Rashad Bateman, he's holding steady as a wide receiver three right now with his ranking in this offense. So not a lot has changed here for the Ravens uh, in the preseason. The one thing that has is the backfield. So I think it's a bit of a downgrade for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards here. So you have the signing of Kenyon Drake. He was released by the Raiders. So Yet again, the Ravens have a complete new backfield. Keep in mind who they had last year. They started out with Tyson Williams. They had Le'Veon Bell. Then we had uh, Devonta Freeman. We had Latavius Murray. They're cycling in all the backups, so older starters, and that's what they have here now in Mike Davis. And one Kenya Drake. So Davis is looking like he's going to be the starter there against the Jets. A pretty good matchup in week one. You'll see some of Drake as well as he gets up to speed here in the Ravens. Offense, but it's a very run-friendly system here. So you can see Drake having significant touches here. They released the rookie Tyler Batty here. So they wanted some little veteran insurance there. So they add Drake behind Davis here. So Edwards might be a ways away. Dobbins may not be ready for week one. So tough situation to navigate. So you got to drop down Dobbins. I wouldn't go too crazy on Davis or Drake here. We're just not sure how the touches will split up. We knew that was the case with Freeman and Murray and 
Bell and Williams there early in the season, but it just doesn't look good early that you're going to get returns from J.K. Dobbins. But if you're a Dobbins manager at this point, make sure you lock up uh, Mike Davis, at least for some viability as an RB2 in Week 1. And a decent matchup against the Jets. He should get decent volume there. Now, don't just read into Mike Davis being the disappointing guy in Atlanta last year. He's a better sub. We saw that behind Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. He's not meant to be a starting type guy, but again, it has some value there that you look at at least early in the season. All right, let's go to the Bills and Josh Allen holding steady as the top QB1. Stefan Diggs, pretty elite in the top six, seven, however you want to break it down in that second tier with uh, Devontae Adams behind uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase. Not too far. I think he could easily jump into the first tier. So Stefan Diggs still an elite wide receiver one. Gabriel Davis keeps rising, folks. He is now pretty borderline wide receiver two into the top 24, top 25 at the position. So yeah, get him. It's this the premium price is there. Is I Isaiah McKenzie used to be a deep sleeper. Well now he's moving up a little bit as a late round dart throw there. Dawson Knox holding pretty steady. A little bit concerns over Davis and McKenzie seeing a few more targets here. And the rookie James Cook, he's about the same here. Zach Moss looks like he might be a bit of a factor as a swing backup behind Devin Singletary. So not getting crazy with Cook or Knox to push them up. Davis still on his way up here. McKenzie has gone from an afterthought to uh, Jamison Crowder being hurt to uh, having some real value in this Bills offense. So that's a quick look at the Bills there. So pretty much uh, status quo with them. Let's go to the Bengals here. Jamar Chase has been pretty much locked into the number three wide receiver position for quite a while now behind Justin Jefferson Cooper Cup in some order. Makes a lot of sense there. Uh, T. Higgins... Really high-end wide receiver, too. That was also right. Tyler Boyd has kind of slipped a little bit as a wide receiver three, so you can get him as a wide receiver four right now. And I think that's pretty good value there. Hayden Hurst is just pretty much an afterthought. I think he's very limited. So wherever CJ Uzama finished last year, very limited uh, tight end, too. Joe Burrows, the stock hasn't changed all that much with the appendectomy and uh, keep being held out of uh, preseason practices here. So... Joe Burrow right in the middle of the QB1s. Uh, Tom Brady having a little bit of buzz and Jalen Hurts uh, going ahead of him now in drafts, a lot of drafts, as well as Kyler Murray behind uh, that horseman of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow is kind of going in that eighth spot around there. So QB8 or QB9 here for Burrow. So a little bit of drop off, but not too much there. And Joe Mixon pretty established as a first round running back that you can take there as one of the few true workhorses. Make sure you're getting Samaj P. Ryan as the handcuff a little bit later for him. All right, let's go to the Browns here. And uh, Sean Watson, obviously a downgrade. He's not draftable at this point, missing 11 games. That's a good chunk of the fantasy football season. Maybe you'll get lucky to stream him at the end if he can come back and look good after the long layoff, really last season and much of this season. So something to look at there, but Sean Watson off the board from maybe draftable as a stash to uh, taking him off. Amari Cooper, there's been a lot of uh, bad buzz around him, but he's the go-to guy. I still think he, he has a wide receiver three easy floor here. Maybe he has some wide receiver two potential with Jacoby Brissett. He has good chemistry with whoever's a quarterback. That's been his case. Back to Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. So Mari Cooper being a little bit undervalued here. I think Donald Peoples-Jones, David Bell, I think somebody could emerge there. I do like Bell a little bit later than uh, Peoples-Jones, who's more of a deep threat. We know Brissett is going to be limited in that capacity, so something to look at there. Nick Chubb holding steady as a top 10 running back in 
Most formats, Kareem Hunt is being seen more as a flex play at this point with Dernis Johnson behind Chubb if they need some touches in that sense there that you look at. And finally, one other player is David Njoku. He's pretty much super cheap right now that you can get. He's uh, playing a good majority of snaps. He figured it was going to be short to intermediate route. So Njoku's not a bad sleeper. The issue I have with him really is that he's been a first-round pick. And he's had multiple opportunities in different offenses to be a key part of this offense. And he's not. So I don't know if Kevin Stefanski is going to change his mind out of necessity here. Njoku is a little bit older. One thing that's happened is Harrison Bryant's got talent, but he's faded a little bit here. This offense, there's also no Austin Hooper, so there's some targets there that can be picked up. So if you're looking for a cheap flyer there, David Njoku, maybe rising a little bit, people are realizing, hey, they don't have a lot of people to throw to here, Peoples Jones included, after Mari Cooper. So Joku probably going to see a little bit of bump up there if you're really hurting it tight and here late in your draft and you want to have some streaming options. Say you got a Hunter Henry or Mike Gusecki and you're not really happy about one of those guys late or even a Pat Freermuth. There you waited a little too long or you're hedging your bets with Cole Komet. David Njoku is a good pick there. And finally, the Denver Broncos are the final team we'll get into this segment here. We still have 11 more to talk about. We'll do those uh, from Houston to Tennessee in our final two segments. The Broncos, Russell Wilson has been kind of right in the middle again as a QB1 right there with uh, Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. So I, I would put him on the lower end of that, in my opinion, just because there's not a lot there. Albert Okwabenem has really dropped as a tight end as Greg Dolchich has got a little bit more buzz here. Jerry Judy's dropped a little bit into wide receiver 3-4 range, not knowing the chemistry with Russell Wilson, and just uh, not sure if he's going to be rebounding and having a bigger role as we expect here with Tim Patrick down for the season. But Cortland Sutton keeps going up and up here. He is uh, a borderline uh, wide receiver 2 to me. That I think that's where he should be drafted. He's the clear go-to guy for Wilson on the outside. Profile is very similar to DK Metcalf and... Really, Judy's not a Tyler Lockett, so it's not like Wilson is going to say, Judy is my guy here. It is clearly Cortland Sutton. So wide receiver two is the worst spot here for Sutton to me. In the 20s, early 20s, that's a really good spot for Cortland Sutton. Not interested in Judy. His stock is dropping a little bit. Javante Williams' stock is kind of leveled off here. He's kind of one of the last RB1s off the board in 12-team leagues. Because, uh, look, Melvin Gordon is still there. He's going to get some key touches in that. Uh, Passing down situations there to block when Wilson needs it. He's going to have a few red zone opportunities there. So Gordon is still there. He's kind of uh, what A.J. Dillon is to Aaron Jones. Uh, that's to say they might have significant role in certain situations and get significant touches in uh, prime places such as the red zone and uh, third downs. But there's still room for the first guy to produce heavily here. And Aaron Jones, if you feel that way about him, Javonta Williams also really can... Uh, capitalize. So to me, Jones and Javonta Williams, that's one of the toughest uh, decisions on the board, but I feel comfortable with both of them. I like Williams a little bit more because he's got the upside and Gordon has a better chance to fade than the younger A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. So there's a look at uh, the stock watch there for the Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Browns, and Broncos. We'll get into the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Raiders in our next segment here on Locked On Fantasy Football. I did tell you at the top that this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, and i got to tell you more about uh, what they've got going on here. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. 
look, I work at a pretty small company at Sporting News, and uh, we have to find the right talent to have the winning team. And just like an NFL team wants to put the best product on the field with the right mix of personnel, that's what you want to do there for your business. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a free job post in minutes there to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of more than 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and when. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions uh, apply. All right, uh, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is daily fantasy reimagined to make it easier for you to not only compete, but to win big. And really, I love uh, just uh, going against the number here. So you can, uh, for example, look at Patrick Mahomes uh, in that opener and say, will he throw for more than 320 passing yards against the. Cardinals, for example, and if you feel yes, then that's all you do. You go over the total or under the total. You can also look at uh, touchdown catches and passes and all that good stuff as well. So it's uh, the props that you're looking for. You just are playing against the number, not against other people. You pick two to five players around the NFL, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projection on any sport that you watch. You have NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, X Sports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, esports. And, of course, the NFL, which is just around the corner. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals for you at Prize Picks, and currently operational there for you in more than 30 states and Canada. It's easy to get in on the Prize Picks and the Daily Fantasy Action. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On and sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. That's Price Picks. Check it out. Price Picks. There. Use the promo code Locked On for that deposit match offer. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. And uh, we're breaking down the stock watch there for all the AFC teams. So we're now up to the Houston Texans here on our list. So the Texans, David Pierce, stock up number one. I mean, this kid has had a great preseason. He's emerged as the number one running back. They were able to cut Marlon Mack. So Pierce, we're not sure about his receiving role. They have Rex Burkhead and uh, they have other guys in the short intermediate game for Davis Mills. But he's not incapable as a receiver. He showed some of that at Florida. So he's going to get some there. But uh, Damian Pierce looks like a very James Robinson-like player in his rookie season here for bad team, the Texans. But he's going to get a high number of volume and very talented looking back. For sure, this offensive line is not as terrible as you think there in Houston. So 
Damian Pierce, definitely stock up. Brian Cooks has kind of leveled off there as a wide receiver too. Nico Collins getting some buzz as a wide receiver four now, rising as the number two outside uh, target there opposite Cooks, clearly. Brevin Jordan, we talked about a deep sleeper uh, coming into focus late, late in some uh, deep leagues that you can look at at tight end. So right now you think the primary pass catchers are Cooks, Collins, and Jordan for this team with some of Pierce out of the backfield. Davis Mills, the bottom has fallen out. They just not a lot of... Inspiring things coming out of Houston on Davis Mills, so this could be it here, make or break. You don't want him any more than a streamer, maybe in a super flex or two QB leagues. You can look at him late, but just not a lot of a positive energy there. But overall, pretty good for the Texans being a bottom-feeding team in reality that they have some really good fancy assets, starting with the shoot-up-the-board Pierce and a well-rising Collins here in 2022. All right, let's go to the Colts. Matt Ryan staying steady as a... QB2, he's a guy that you can use in the right matchups, a bi-week replacement. Maybe become a regular starter at some point, streaming him more weeks uh, than not in good matchups here. Like Carson Wentz was usable last year, so we'll watch that with him. Michael Pittman Jr., his stock is through the roof here. He's now fallen into the top 12, so wide receiver one. He's uh, definitely up there. Alec Pierce, uh, pretty steady as a deep sleeper wide receiver 5-6 there. Paris Campbell off the board at this point. Moe Cox, we talked about him as a deep sleeper. Yeah, he's off the board for most leagues here, but someone you can stash there. And Jonathan Taylor, last but not least, certainly not least, clearly the number one pick in fantasy football there, whether you look at the position of running back, just durable, no questions there if you have the top pick, and no questions overall versus wide receivers and other options here in your fantasy football draft. So that's your report on the Colts. Let's go to the Jaguars and where... They're standing here. Travis Etienne, big stock going up here in the preseason. Good performance. Also, at the same time, James Robinson slow to recover from his Achilles. They're not sure when he can have a regular complementary role. So Etienne can see some featured touches here early in the season. So Etienne looking like a solid RB2. If he can stay healthy, it's not bad to have Robinson as a handcuff right now. Snoop Connor is number three. So if something happened to Etienne early in the season where Robinson's not ready, you'd see some of Connor on the early down side here for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence uh, pretty much been in the 20s as a QB2. I would keep him there. Dropped a little bit from the teens there in that role. So you have to wait and see with him. It's more a wait and see approach with him. Christian Kirk staying as a wide receiver four. Not much else to see here. They traded LaVisca Chano Jr. Uh, released Laquan Treadwell. So not a lot to see here. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Marvin Jones. Uh, that's how kind of this receiving core. But Kirk is a Wide receiver four at best here. Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold, uh, the tight ends, have really dropped off. A little interest there from either side on the upper end. There with Ingram, just don't believe in Ingram uh, showing what he can as the one-time first-round pick of the Giants. Arnold still being a factor. So really, other than Travis Etienne, you really can't invest highly in the Jaguars here in fantasy in 2022. All right, our next team that we're going to look at is the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. He's uh, two or three at QB behind Josh Allen, however you look at it, versus Justin Herbert. Uh, some people have him dropping a little bit, but I can't see him drop beyond Lamar Jackson at four. I get the weapons. A remixing here without Tyreek Hill, but it's Patrick Mahomes, folks. He's got a high floor all the time, and his floor is at least at QB four. So you think he can bump up a little bit higher than that into QB three. So Patrick Mahomes steady. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, both worthy flyers now as a wide receiver three. I did draft Sky Moore in one league, but uh, reports haven't been good on Sky Moore 
for now. They're reluctant to put the rookie out there in a big role there for the Chiefs. So it might be time kind of having to take place here before you can get settled and they trust him. But Juju Smith-Schuster has the decent returns, which you're not going to get a lot here. They're going to spread the ball quite a bit around when it's not going to Travis Kelsey. So that's why I'll be careful with, again, Chiefs wide receivers no higher with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scanling as wide receiver threes. And Sky Moore as a stash here with upside. Uh, maybe he'll have some value at some point here this season, we're hoping, because, again, he's a special kid and a playmaker and uh, just kind of been uh, taking it slow to uh, get him involved in the offense. Now, let's go to Travis Kelsey. Still the tight end one off the board. I think he's even worthy of a first-round pick in 12-team leagues at the bottom of the first round. At very worst, a early second-rounder on the overall board here. For the Chiefs, uh, so we've looked at the uh, quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. At running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is uh, okay. He's holding as an RB2 at this point. And Ronald Jones was retained, so let's pump the brakes a little bit on Isaiah Pacheco here. It could be a messy committee of Jones and Pacheco, should something happen to Edwards-Alaire. But this situation, keeping two backups, say they're quite confident that Edwards-Alaire, their first-round pick from 2020 will turn, or 2020, and their hindsight won't be 2020, and going back with that pick, that that they'll actually give uh, Edwards Alaire a good value role here on this team. So, he needs him to step up as a receiver. That's what he did at LSU. They're looking for all those targets being replaced here, so that's going to be the key for Edwards Alaire to stay on the field and get ahead of Jones and Pacheco, who don't offer much in the passing game. All right, let's go from Kansas City to their rivals in the desert, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders here. So Josh Jacobs, I, I think this stock is a little bit up. He's a solid RB2 for now with uh, Kenny Drake, again, being released and going to the Ravens and affecting that situation with J.K. Dobbins. But you look at uh, the Raiders, again, J Jacobs holding steady. Definitely Zamir White is on the rise with Drake out of the way. Amir Abdullah. Maybe putting a wrench in things as maybe receiving back for this team here, so something to watch out for. But Zemir White in prime position to take over from Jacobs without Drake in the way. Quarterback Derek Carr is right there around QB 13, 14, 15. Stayed about there. We're looking for a level that he's not quite reached here in fantasy football throughout his career. So we're hoping for that, but this is a nice upside with Devontae Adams joining Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. We looked then at wide receivers. Speaking of Devontae Adams, right there in the top six wide receivers for sure. There we're in that Diggs range behind it, Jefferson, Cup, and Chase. So you can definitely like Devontae Adams. Anywhere after four is fine with me for Devontae with his new offense. Losing Aaron Rodgers hurts a little bit, but rebounds big time by getting Derek Carr. Hunter Renfro still going as a wide receiver three at this point. Darren Waller. Tight end, uh, they're still in the top six. That's about where he should go. But uh, just keep in mind, there's some uh, injury issues there that if you want to skip that tier with George Kittle and Darren Waller and want to jump around that and not get too deep into the TJ Hawkins and Dallas Goddard, there's a Dallas uh, player that you can look at in Dalton Schultz and uh, different players there. So the Kittle-Waller tier is hard to kind of lock ourselves into with the injury issues there. And being definitely crowded with more key targets for their quarterbacks in 2022. So look at uh, those guys on the Raiders, uh, pretty steady and normal from what we've seen. Not much has changed in the preseason. That's the most case for most of these teams, but still some significant things we need to do as we're closing out our fantasy football drafts here in 2022. All right. 
we will uh, get into our final uh, sleepers and the busts based on who's rising and falling here in the AFC. Here we'll do that in our final segment, looking with the Chargers at first, going all the way through the Titans. Before we do that, i got to tell you about another exciting new sponsor on the network. It is Dave. And with Dave, look, level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank or you've got another save the date and are wondering how you're going to get to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Well, now you can with Dave. Dave's the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or just catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. With Dave, D-A-V-E, get that Dave app. Future you will thank you. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Again, we're looking at the stock watch for the AC risers and fallers here as we conclude our fantasy football drafts here in 2022. We're up to the Los Angeles Chargers, and everything's pretty steady for the Chargers. Justin Herbert is QB2 or QB3 overall. Austin Eckler right there in the top five is RB1s and half point PPR, full point PPR. A little bit lower maybe in standard, but still a solid inside the top seven RB1 you look at. So going to the wide receiver court, Keenan Allen being taken as a wide receiver two. Uh, Mike Williams is a wide receiver two. I think I like the upside a little bit later. Mike Williams versus Allen a little bit earlier in drafts, but they're going where they should be with an explosive offense, the right quarterback there in Justin Herbert. So love that. Joshua Palmer going as a very late sleeper, wide receiver six there is their third wide out. Gerald Everett, to me, is undraftable. I think just put him on the watch list with Donald Parham Jr. if anyone kind of emerges there. And uh, the Chargers defense, this is a team that has gone up a little bit. But uh, just be wary with them and, and their tough division here in 2022. So that's a situation that I would be maybe more week-to-week with. I know they have a lot of playmakers, but right away they face an explosive Raiders offense in week one. So something to watch and wait and see there. Isaiah Spiller. We'll see how it plays out, but right now the rookie from Texas A&M, the best uh, possible number two you could have here in a handcuff situation to Austin Eckler. All right, we go to the, from the Chargers to the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is kind of uh, plateaued there in the top eight, right there with Mike Evans as a wide receiver one. So that's uh, where spot is, and it makes sense. When you look at the guys ahead, Jefferson Cup, Chase, Diggs and Adams, and Evans, there's an argument that you could take all those guys, maybe A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman also have some juice there with uh, Tyreek Hill, but still, he's a wide receiver one. We just don't want him to take him as high. He's slipping from Kansas City, but he's still in the top 12 for me easily. Joe Waddle may be being uh, disrespected a little bit, but I think he deserves to be more wide receiver three here. He's got a bit of a soft tissue injury going into the season, which is uh, troublesome, but Hill cutting into his work. One guy that's really dropped here is Mike Gusecki. I mean, just don't see him having a key role in this offense. They're talking about him blocking. 
Mike McDaniel's not excited about him. And the biggest reason why is Gusecki's just a dude. He's not George Kittle who's going to stretch the field after the catch. He's not going to have any special qualities there. He's a red zone guy. Pretty much uh, was blown up with his value as a slot receiver. But guess what? Hill and Waddle can both play a slot fine. You have Cedric Wilson for the other spot on the outside. So a little bit more 11 personnel opening up the field here. And then they also have Chase Edmonds to throw to out of the backfield. So really, it's not really looking good for Mike Gusecki. As for Tua Tagovailoa, still going in 16-17 range as a QB2 with some upside. Uh, that makes a lot of sense with Hill and Waddle in the mix. But uh, yeah, definitely Gusecki gets the biggest downgrade here. Chase Edmonds gets a little bit of bump up as well with Sonny Michelle being re- released here as the number three back. Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed now the three and four there. And often injured Raheem Mostert is number two. So that's going to help Edmonds as well in the stock watch. All right, we go from the Dolphins to another team, the team that they will be playing in Week 1 in the AFC East. That is the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is pretty much a buried QB, too. Not too interested in him. Devontae Parker bumping up a little bit. Wide receiver 4 with some possibilities here in this offense is the clear number 1 here. Going to get the key targets on the outside, so that fades uh, Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Bourne has not had a very good camp at all. And Myers, they're going to play a little bit more on the outside, which can help him his chances to be out there. Hunter Henry, the stock, has to keep dropping here with Joni Smith healthy. It's split work at tight end. That's never a good thing for fantasy football. So, really, Devontae Parker is the only Patriot that is up in the passing game for sure. But Henry and Smith kind of canceling out each other a little bit. Smith having some more appeal later than taking Henry as a borderline tight end one this season then the backfield uh look there's been some cool off with uh, Damian Harris because of Ramondre Stevenson Stevenson still shooting up Harris and Stevenson about the same value now in this backfield so I would go to Stevenson because I think he has a little bit of scoring and receiving upside than Harris at this point but Harris is also going to have value but uh, to me how you look at the way the Patriots could break things up uh, the rookie Pierre Strong hasn't showed too much here so it's really these two guys getting primary Touches here, I think you look at them more as flexes than RB2s to be a little bit safe in targeting the Patriots running backs and the fickle nature of that offense and that backfield in particular. All right, we stay in the AFC East and go to the New York Jets. And uh, Brees Hall, a little bit of stock down. We're disappointed about this a little bit because we love Brees Hall. I still think the touches, the key touches are going to be there by the end of the season. But initially, it looks like it could be an even split between him and Michael Carter now. They could be rope doping up a little bit. I would still take Brees Hall as a pretty solid RB2. But now I might bump up players, uh, Travis Etienne, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner. Some of those people I might be a little bit more comfortable taking there in that spot uh, than Brees Hall. So something to keep in mind, Michael Carter having a little bit more value in relation to that as a wide or as a running back three flex here behind Hall. You look at wide receivers, Elijah Moore holding steady as a wide receiver 3-2 borderline. You can't really uh, look at Garrett Wilson too much, the rookie, uh, especially with the Zach Wilson situation with the injury at the knee. Wilson is going down at quarterback here because the injury that might keep him out early with Joe Flacco maybe starting against the Ravens in week one. And then the Jets' third receiver, Corey Davis, I think he's bumped up a little bit now that it looks like he's back healthy to contribute here. But really the only receiver I'm targeting with the Jets is one Elijah Moore and the tight ends with C.J. Zama and Tyler Conklin. You can't go in either direction. So there's your breakdown of the Jets. Let's move on to the Steelers and their stock watch. 
A little bit of concern over Najee Harris. He uh, hinted that he was uh, battling a bit of a Liz Frank issue, not the foot injury we like to hear about here this close to the season kickoff. But I don't think it changes Harris's uh, volume too much. I mean, keep in mind, we have Christian McCaffrey, and people are taking in top two, top five, not worried at all about his injury history. Najee Harris hasn't really looked slow down from this, and he didn't think it was a big deal. The team doesn't thought it was a big deal. So still a top six running back for me. I, I think I could take him as high as number two. I think the lowest you could see is behind Joe Mixon at six or seven at the position here. But Najee Harris' stock may have dropped a little bit. Take advantage of that if you're picking a little bit later in the first round to ensure that you have a workhorse back. Now, Mitchell Trubisky, the value keeps going down for him. Kenny Pickett is starting to come into purview as maybe being a sleeper here if he can win the starting job. Now, Mike Tomlin didn't name a starting quarterback, but he knows who it is. So I'm thinking that's not good news for Trubisky and it probably will help pick it here. So we'll see what the decision comes down to in the first game against the Bengals. But again, Trubisky we're not too excited about because he can take his lumps. We'd be more interested in streaming him the right matchups. But Pickett has looked really good here. George Pickens on the rise uh, among his receivers. Chase Claypool has gone down as Pickens is the more appealing version of Claypool right now with his size, speed, and slot ability to make big plays. You look at Deontay Johnson holding steady as a... More borderline wide receiver 2-1 here this season. And then you look elsewhere, Pat Freermuth, one of the last tight ends that you're going to take as a tight end one in the top 12. That hasn't changed either. Steelers defense still a top 10 unit. I wouldn't go nuts here with them, but uh, definitely T.J. Watt and company, a lot of playmakers there on that side. All right, finally, it is the Tennessee Titans we need to look at here. And... Uh, Let's start with uh, Traylon Burks. His stock has gone down a little bit, but it's going back up here. Realize that Robert Woods still doesn't look 100% from the knee injury. They have a lot of vacated targets. So Burks is going to get the ball quite a bit. So I think he's a bit Jamar Chasey from last year where we're all down on Jamar Chase because there's drops and inconsistency here. But Burks is going to have to have a big role here. I mean, they drafted him, traded uh, A.J. Brown with the intention of giving a big role, that hybrid role. Again, Robert Woods is 30 and slowing down quite a bit. There's not much else in this receiving core. They released Des Fitzpatrick. So really, Traylon Burks is going to see his at some point. They just want him to earn it more than just hand it to him here in 2022. Derrick Henry is staying steady there, right up there with the elite running back. So you look at Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. No, you don't drop him down to those guys. You still keep him pretty high here. So you look at Jonathan Taylor. Some people are interested in taking McCaffrey early. I mentioned uh, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, right in that range with Austin Eckler as well. So that's kind of the six guys that you look at there early in draft. So not much changing here with Derrick Henry. With the backfield, I still want to go with Hassan Haskins as a cheap handcuff versus uh, Dontrell Hilliard later in drafts, but I think it would be a committee approach there that you look at. At tight end, Austin Hooper continues to grow here because the Ryan Tannehill likes to throw a tight end. The Titans like to incorporate him and his style of player into their offense quite a bit here. So Austin Hooper rising a bit as a sleeper tight end too that uh, can have some value in your starting lineups here in 2022. All right, there you have it. There's a look at the stock watch for all 16 teams in the AFC. We'll do that again tomorrow with the NFC team. So we're... Kind of uh, tying up loose ends, giving you what you need to, to dominate the last uh, few drafts that you have here. Because, uh, again, we only have a few more days. We've got the rest of this week, the weekend, a long weekend through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's it. Your teams have got to be locked in there before the kickoff of Bills-Rams. And we'll be with you all the way there with our preseason prep. We will take 
Monday off for Labor Day, but uh, still an exciting action-packed week ahead here, including our look at the NFC Stock Watch, uh, players rising and falling there. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's up now. An eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, for our last AFC preseason stock watch, this has been Vidi Iyer. Have a great day and check you out tomorrow as we update you on all the teams in the NFC.